The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Careful making wishes in the dark, dark, can't be so Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am Down Garcia, and on this episode, Johnny and myself were lucky enough to jump on the Beer Baseball Blog's first episode of the hoppy hour this last weekend so we thought it would be a good idea to play it for you guys to play a part of it for you guys um to hopefully uh see what they're doing and we need you guys we want you guys to subscribe to their page whether it's on facebook uh instagram twitter youtube um go out and get that subscription subscribe to them because they are friends of the podcast um have have had them on uh once before and even angelo uh, unfortunately, he wasn't able to join us for this one, but I've had him on by himself before, too, and it was a lot of fun. So here is a portion of the first ever episode of the Hoppy Hour with Bear Baseball Blog. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, Michael here from Beer Baseball Blog, the adventures of craft beer and baseball. This is the Beer Baseball Hoppy Hour, episode one. For October 24th, 2020, this is a roundtable baseball discussion. All we ask is that you bring something to drink and an opinion. doesn't have to be alcoholic. could be uh, water. could be milk. could be tea. Uh, but thank you for joining us. Uh, before we get started, uh, wherever you're watching us live today, please give us a like and a comment. Let us know that you're out there. Uh, we're doing this for the first time on the weekend, so uh, we're testing this out, and we have some pretty special guests with us. Uh, as always, we'd appreciate it if you uh, uh, subscribe and turn on notifications. So let's go around the horn and meet the panel. First, our guests are from Halo Haven and All Angels Podcast, Johnny Mags and Daniel Garcia. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having me, having me back on, and I'm sure Johnny's first voyage. Yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for being here and taking a uh, you know a beautiful California day and uh, staying inside and uh, talking baseball. Um, and as always, um, I don't have our partner Angela with us, but I do have my partner from the Beer Baseball Blog and the Beer Baseball Blogcast, Kevin Lyon. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here to talk some baseball on a Saturday afternoon. Awesome. Uh, my name is Michael Mondragon, and uh, and I'm in a room, a virtual room, as it were, with three big Angel fans. So um, <laughs> we definitely have some of those topics on the board. So actually, let's let's look at the topics uh, that we're going to throw out there today, and um, let's have some uh, good discussion. Actually, uh, before we start, um, uh, are you guys uh, having a beer today, or are you guys? Uh, Staying clean. I know. I know. Kevin wants to have a beer and he can't because he's got to go to work later. Yep. Yeah, I have uh, Belching Beaver, Phantom Bride, Death oh, Tones. 
Uh, nice. Great beer. Uh, love the Deftones. That's my favorite band ever. But the beer is actually really good. Belching Beaver puts out some good stuff. So they have, I have a bunch of cans here. They got the digital bath as well. Yep. Good. Yep. Um, Swerve City, probably my favorite. Nice. There. Then the freshly re- released White Pony. Right. Oh, here. look at you. Boy, Kevin, he's outclassing you. I know. <laughs> yeah. And you you drank that uh, Deftones beer on the show before, too, on the Tuesday show. If I remember yep. correctly. Yep, I, I've had I, I love Belching Beaver. I've been down there uh, once and uh, I really like them. They're, they have a lot of uh, great beers and um, yeah, Deftones. Uh, how many times have you seen the Deftones? Oh, God, um, I was supposed to go this March, but, you know, COVID. But I've seen Deftones maybe 12 <laughs> times in my life. 13 oh, times. wow. That's cool. Yeah. 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 I was supposed to see the Deftones open for Ozzy. This would have been in, uh, it was before I moved to LA. So I would say like 96 or 97. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, Ozzy got sick and canceled. So not only did I not see Ozzy, I did not see the Deftones. But are you ready for this? Uh, I went to my friend's house. So uh, we worked at uh, Zia Records in, in Phoenix, Arizona. So uh, a, a big music, independent music uh, store. And um, we went to this uh, girl's house and she was having a party afterwards that we were supposed to have after the Aussie concert. Uh, Chino Moreno. Uh, mm-hmm. we, uh, we sat down and we watched uh, Sepultura videos uh, nice. for the rest of the night. I so there you go. With, There's uh, my Deftones connection. <laughs> I jammed out with uh, Sepultura uh, years ago. No kidding. At the show came Corona, yeah. I think I think we have another podcast in us, right? <laughs> All the wrestling stuff we're talking off off camera now. We're getting music on camera now. Here we go. We have like a, a three three yeah. podcast kind of thing going. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna go an hour about talking about beer or baseball. I know exactly, exactly. But somehow weirdly, it'll be in there, right? right. Daniel, yeah. do, do you have anything? Uh, that, yeah, uh, actually, um, Modern Times, the Fruitlands. Nice. Um, picked that up before the show. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge like IPA kind of person. I think I talked about that last time I was mm-hmm. on. So, um, it's a sour. I, I tend to go more towards that type. I love yeah. sours. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, no, it's really good. It's actually my first time having it. Uh, so yeah, I really enjoy it. It's actually really good. And That's if awesome. there's a Trader Joe's by you, there's a Mai Tai version of that beer that you can get too. That's the only place I've seen. I'm sure you might be able to find it other places, but okay. I think I've had that, the Mai Tai version on the show before, and that was good too. Yeah, I think the Trader Joe's is off of well, if you're from Riverside, off of Central. Central yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, uh, we were talking. Uh, Daniel and I were talking in the background uh, before the the show, and and uh, I actually sent him to the uh, Modern Times yeah. website, and they have actually a whole hazy IPA series. So it's like it's like uh, from uh, you know different months, they'll have different things. So like it has a kind of a really cool can. Yeah, I was talking to Michael. I was texting him before. I think it was yesterday. I was like, "Yeah, you know, they has. I have this one hazy IPA from Modern Times, and like I said, I'm not an IPA person, but a buddy of mine had it, so I tried it. I was like, oh, this is really good. And not really thinking anything about it, I tried to buy it again, you know, months later, and then I was like, man, this tastes so different. But now, seasonal. yeah, but now realizing yeah. that's probably seasonal. That's why. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm still kind of new to the whole um, craft brew and yeah. uh, you know the seasonal releases and all that stuff. Yeah, and I guess the game mixed up because. It is a similar logo for the majority of their cans, you know, right. with the color and the lighting on it. You just got to make sure you see what the top says and read the description. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, and they do collaborations too, so that kind of throws you off a little bit too sometimes because you'll see sometimes you'll see another logo on there, so it's a little bit confusing. But um, uh, but it's you know like us, I mean it's it's, uh, it's great to like find out like the different collaborations because you, you were ha- you had one from Coronado on the blogcast last Tuesday, yes. and it was uh, uh, Coronado Brewing and another brewery. So we always if you yeah. like for instance if I like Coronado Brewing, I would actually try this other one because they did a collab with them. So yeah. it actually opens yeah. you up now to other breweries. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so the uh, the one I have today is the uh, Tangerine Express Hazy IPA oh. from uh, Stone, and as, as you can see, the uh, they have all their packaging upside down. Yeah, um, it's a very I interesting. Yeah, it's 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 very simple, but but uh, very effective marketing that they've done. And um, the regular IPA was really was great, but the Hazy, oh my gosh, so good. So um, yeah. I'm not quite sure how to ex- explain a Hazy. Maybe it's a little bit sweeter. Um, uh, but definitely if you, if you like IPAs, you'll love the, the, yeah. the, uh, hazy IPAs and the, or the juicy IPAs that are out there. Yeah. And for that, uh, the, the upside down thing, you'll notice they'll see on there, no stone is left unturned. That's, yeah. that's the explanation yeah. for why the, uh, the upside down logoing. Yeah, super, super awesome. And, and again, we, uh, you know, the difference between uh, craft beers and macro beers, um, you know, we're not down on on macro beers, um, you know, but we t- tend to uh, support uh, like minor leagues, like we support yeah. the, the minor league right. teams, yeah. uh, the major league teams are going to be OK. The the Budweiser's, the, the Miller Lights, the cores out there, they're going to be just fine. So, uh, uh, you know, these littler uh, breweries are actually, you know, they were first home brewers and they started, you know, and we're sc- supporting their their journey. Um, like one one of the big ones that's out there now is uh, Golden Road, and uh, we supported that. They were in the San Fernando, like over by the uh, LA Zoo, you know, um, when they were an independent, and uh, now they're a major. So uh, that's how that kind of works. So supporting the little guys, and and uh, you can find some really good stuff. And uh, they're they're always really supportive of us and 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 beer and baseball. So it's all good. So let's put out the uh, topics that are on the board today, and uh, we will uh, let somebody uh, start off the conversation. And um, so we can we can talk about the uh, 2020 World Series. Uh, Daniel threw out this one. Uh, Trevor Bauer has been uh, very uh, prominent in social media, and uh, a lot of his uh, outspoken uh, outspokenness recently uh, in baseball. And I, I'm I'm really enjoying that. Actually, that's very rare for baseball to be somebody that opinionated. Uh, attending games in 2021, what does that look like? And are are you are you going to get a ticket to opening day if it? If it uh, if it happens, uh, that's something we can discuss. Uh, Daniel also brought this one, which was, uh, you know, what what exactly makes a rivalry? You know, is it location? Is it, uh, you know, amount of games played and and uh, different things? Um, Kevin and I, this is one of our passions. Uh, We uh, love like talking about minor league baseball. I just read something uh, this morning that was, uh, that was in one uh, an email actually that kind of gave a little insight to uh, the future of this. Um, so if we want to talk about this, uh, obviously we can talk about the uh, Angels off season, uh, what that entails. Uh, you know who's going to be the GM uh, coming up, or you know some speculation about that. Uh, we could talk about baseball cards, uh, the the surge of uh, popularity and value in baseball cards. Uh, so we can talk about that. An interesting thing we can do is uh, show and tell. Uh, reach somewhere around you and uh, pick up an item, and we can uh, and uh, we can talk about that. 
the greatest games uh, that you ever attended or watched or, um, you know, we can talk about that. Um, and we have potpourri, which is um, <laughs> anybody can choose anything or I have a very interesting uh uh trivia quiz here from the uh la times which is very difficult and uh so if we want to play that game so these are the uh, topics on the board and uh so uh let's go with what i have on top uh daniel do you want to pick a, a, to a topic to talk about yeah so let's go to and this is something we've talked about but i'm interested about your guys's point of view on on what makes a rivalry awesome Awesome. I think that's a, a, a great topic. So go ahead. Start the discussion. So Johnny and I were kind of talking about this on the podcast and, you know, before even right now, um, we're Angel fans, Dodgers in the World Series. You know, a lot of people I know, whether it's family or friends, have come up and be like, oh, so you you have to be rooting for the, di or the, yeah, the Rays. And I'm like, I, I mean, I am, but it's more so because of the small market, the way they build a team, more so than going against the Dodgers. And they kind of give me that look like, really and i was like yeah like you know my whole thing is that dodgers and the angels are kind of more like pr rivals i guess you would say because they're fighting over the same kind of fan base but as far as um rivalries and something that makes rivalries great whether it goes into college football or even you know um you know the collegians have rivalries because they play each other every single year you know big stakes are usually attached to them. when the angels play the dodgers um you know, normally it's what, like four games out of the year, five games out of the year. And and, and most of the time it's in the middle of the season. So they're not necessarily um, huge stakes connected to. It. I think with the fans make the rivalry what it is. And you hear players talk about the, the energy they get from that game. But I think it's more so the energy that the fans build up for that game. So, you know, if, if that energy is the same way when it's the Angels in the uh, you know, A's, they're going to feel the same way. It's not the, necessarily the Dodgers that pull it out of them so i'm more of a guy that you know who's been the rivalry is more of guys they've played consistently or teams they play consistently over the handful of years uh in the playoffs so you, you know you're talking about your boston's your new york's your you know even the twins for a little while they seem to always kind of match up with them for a bit so that's kind of my point of view on, on rivalries like i'm more interested in a rivalry against the a's than i am really against the dodgers mm -hmm. interesting yeah yeah i agree i mean i hate the red sox and that's because they used to beat us in the playoffs every year. Yeah. And that's my first memory of my mom crying in 1986. <laughs> and uh, uh, I <laughs> the Red Sox. And in 2009, when we swept them out of the playoffs, I immediately shouted and screamed. And I hate the Red Sox. And I'm a Lakers fan, so I hate Boston, period. So, <laughs> And that's the thing, too. Like, the Dodgers and Angels never played in the playoffs, so they haven't had a game where it has so much riding on it. Like, you know, like Boston in the playoffs or New York in the playoffs or, you know, anyone like that or a division title. Like, let's just say fast forward, they they add, they expand, they add two more teams, they realign. And now the Dodgers are playing the Angels more like they did this year because of the COVID season. Then that can change everything because now you might face them in the playoffs or you might have 16 teams, 16 games against them. And those 16 games mean a lot compared to like five. So yep. as of right now, yeah, I, I just think it has to do more with who they play more often and then when they do play, how much is behind that game? Like how much the stakes matter in the game? Yeah. It's definitely history. Cause you look like Yankees Dodgers, they play each other in the world series so many times for decades and decades that's built up. Like right. Dodger fans are going to be way more invested in giants, giants, the Dodgers, 
until the Astros series now, now the Astros, you know, is obviously yeah. the biggest They messed everything up there. Everyone's rival now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for real. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but the Dodgers are going to play the Astros like hardly ever. You know what I mean? This year's right. an you know, exception. You know, that's what we can talk about too in 2021 is do we see the schedule changing any more permanently because of, you know, what they did this year? But it comes down to it is location in some way, especially college football or if, in general, because you'll have like, like, but like Oregon, Oregon State, you know, most people in that state care so much in that state. We go outside that state, people aren't going to care as much. But again, right. it, it comes down to location and history and the, it's obviously the fans. Absolutely. So do, do you think that um, interleague play has helped or hurt rivalries? Hmm. Oh, I mean, I think it it's helped. It's helped because you would never fact, see the Dodgers yeah, and Angels otherwise. The fact that we would only watch them play the Dodgers in March that in games that didn't matter much at all. Well, even then, too, just until recently, Dodgers were in Florida. Yeah. So they didn't even play each other in spring training for the longest time. But right. Yeah, I think it's it's helped. It's helped the rivalry. And it gives, again, fans more of that bragging, um, bragging type kind of stuff. But as far as, um, yeah, you know, I think it's helped. But. Uh, hopefully kind of what Kevin was saying, if they do kind of do a realignment or, or kind of tweak the next season schedule, hopefully you do see more of the Dodgers angels somewhere in there um, to make it kind of of a more, uh, you know, you see them more, they mean more. So I think that's probably hopefully what they, they'll do. I don't see that happening though. It probably because baseball is uh, such a traditional sport. You know what I mean? They, they're already talking like they're going to go back to using the DH. In, I'm sorry, not using the DH in the national league next year. And I'm like, Wow, just like that, when the season ends, they're already ready to go back to how it was. And I'm like, all right, well, too bad for the NL. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah see, there you go. There you go. It, well, it, it, well, I, I can see not? them bringing back to DH. I, I, can, I can see them bringing back to DH for a couple reasons, at least temporarily. One being your rosters are so different when compared to AL and NL um, because of that DH. You know, you can hold on to a, a, a an aging first baseman or aging third baseman and put him at DH a lot of times. And yep. you don't have to worry about him costing you defensively where right. in the NL, you really can't afford to hold that guy on because if he's just going to sit on your bench yeah. and he has a huge contract, he's just wasting away. You can't use him. But yeah. what I'm interested to see is if they do, because even before all this, they were talking about bringing the DH uh, all the way around. If maybe, okay, 2021, we go back to normal where there is a pitcher in the NL batting, but maybe say, Hey, NL teams, we're going to do the DH in 2023, 2024. So right. start working your roster accordingly. Yeah. Maybe yeah. there's an aging star that you want to – because let's, let's talk about the Angels. If Pujols was able to DH for the Cardinals, you oh, know, yeah. do, the, do they yeah. let him go? If there's, yeah. if there's that DH spot for the Cardinals, do they just say, okay, we, we look what you've done for us. We're going to let you DH, but we have a you know, first baseman coming up or whatever. You know, maybe the NL teams will do that. Now we'll offer a guy a bit a longer contract, knowing that by the end of that contract they'll have a DH in the NL. Yeah, yeah and if it was a National League player, you know, he'd be useless in the National League right now, unfortunately. Yeah, you know? and and I, that's funny that that you say that because I mean, the Cardinals is is my my home right. uh, my 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 team, and uh, so like I I remember when that all went down, I knew uh, I. I was 50 50, but I was actually like 51 49 that I knew that he was leaving because it's like, there's no way that they were going to pay him the money that, that he got. And like, like, what is he making like this year? Like close to 38, 40, something like that. Close to 40. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, like what you could get for that right now, uh, you know, in today's market. So like he did, 
yeah, he did it. It was the best thing they ever did. And it's like, I understand it was, it was uh, the, you know, the players association wouldn't let him take any less as well. So it's like, right, he, you know, he was market for everybody else. Yeah. He wasn't going to take a hometown discount. So, um, so, and actually like the Cardinals actually lost players because of kind of this situation. Like they, they lost Luke Voigt. Um, mm-hmm. because they didn't have a place for him because they had Matt Carpenter and he was, right. he was, uh, they were paying him all this money and they had to have him in the lineup. So they, they played him at first, uh, rather than Luke Voigt. They had to get rid of Luke Voigt. They, right. They, you know, now, if you, if you tell the Cardinals, Hey, in two years, we're going to have a DH. Now you can kind of, okay, well now I can hold on to this guy for a little bit longer, knowing in two years, there's going to be a spot for him. And I don't want to lose him mm-hmm. because he can turn into some, you know, a, a great power hitter and stuff like that. Yeah, Totally. And uh, there's so many players. There's so many Cardinals players in the in the uh, that that are in the playoffs this year. It's, it's kind of funny because it's just going down like uh, a Rosarena, um, uh, uh, Sandy Alcantara. Um, I mean, there. I mean, so many. And uh, Voight was an, another one. Uh, I'm sure there's other ones that, that are on my. I'm just like I just you know grind my teeth. But I mean, that's baseball. Right. Yeah. And, and kind of going back to the, to the rivalry thing, I want to ask you, Michael, uh, you know, being a Cardinals fan, what are your thoughts about, you know, obviously Missouri and, and Kansas City? Like, is there like, I mean, they're the same state and stuff like that, but there's not a real rivalry, you would say there, is there? There is, surprisingly. I think I think it's one of those things that's kind of like built in because like, you know, the Kansas City, St. Louis one is the I-70s because that's the freeway in between them. So when they played in the 85 World Series, like it was a big deal. So it was an all-Missouri uh, and they're also on each side. Um, I think Midwest is much different because um, like I had friends that grew up in Iowa that were Cardinal fans and it was just because of the Cardinal uh, radio network. So you get that kind of like this, um, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a regional thing. Cause like the Chicago fans are the same thing. Like, you know, the, you know, uh, I think region had definitely has a lot to play in it because even in Chicago, the North side or South side, you know, so, um, you know, and, and I was surprised how much more kind of vitriol that there was for the, the Cardinal fans, I think it's also like the success. They saw them as, you know, more successful than the Cubs, but, right. but it, right. I, I went just recently to the, to Wrigley field and, and, uh, the, Cubs fans are pretty arrogant about the, you know their success recently, so uh, Kevin, you were there too. Yeah, and I'm guessing too. Like Cubs, Cubs fans probably think the Cardinals are a bigger rival than the White Sox. You know what I mean? Because they're, they're division rivals, and they had to be jealous of those Cardinals teams in the '80s. I mean, come on, you know, the Cardinals made a couple of worlds, you know, get the World Series a couple of times, and yeah. the Cubs made it to the playoffs in '84. I think that was it for like a long time there. You say the the Cubs and being arrogant, like you won one world, you win one World Series in like a hundred years, and now it's like, I don't know, you have to uh, win it every year. I was like, it's eh, kind of yeah, I don't know. And and they came up pretty quickly because I remember going to Wrigley Field in two thousand and seven, and that ballpark was like as bare bones as you could get it. Like it was, right. it was yeah. like you walked around and they didn't even have like a big scoreboard. They just had like an organ in between innings. Um, <laughs> now I went there. I mean, like the, the whole thing, it looks super modern and it's, it's, uh, you know, state of the art. Um, even, uh, they took the bullpens uh, off the sides and put them underneath. And so they're like, yeah, you know, it's, oh, it's super, it's almost like the Yankees where it's all temperature controlled and everything. So <laughs> yeah. it's come a long way. It's come a long way. So Trevor Bauer, I know that Daniel, that was one of your, um, uh, one of your topics. Um, 
how do you, I mean, like he's been very prominent on social media. He's uh, been very outspoken. He's, uh, you know, taken Rob Manfred to task for a lot of, you know, his uh, inconsistencies, I'll say. So um, uh, what do you have to say about that? No, I, I like that stuff. That stuff is, needs to be out there as far as, you know, if baseball comes out, like, I know he's been a real big, like, um, Hey, you want to grow the game, but yet you have blackouts to local markets. How are you supposed to? How are you supposed to grow the game that way? Like stuff like that, I a hundred percent agree with, and I'm glad he's out there on Twitter and, and and kind of doing his thing that way. It just with me, it's funny too because he knows exactly how much power he has, and he knows exactly how much uh, people are kind of um, looking or, or or hanging on every word. So I think it was like last week or two weeks ago. He had like a series of tweets saying, hey, you know, Angel fans, what should I know about Angels? Or, hey, Dodger fans, looks like you could use some more pitching. Or, hey, like, so to me, that kind of trolly stuff, it kind of gets annoying for me a little bit because he knows exactly, like, every fan base could use a Bauer, and he knows that. And he just mm-hmm. like, hey, Washington fans, after the after my meeting, where should I go, you know, uh, <laughs> check out and stuff like that. that yeah. To me, that yeah. kind of gets a little bit annoying. But I, I do really like how he does talk – Talk about topics that you you would think would give him in trouble, and him just not overall having a I don't care if it does kind of attitude. Well, and it is interesting because you know when this was first when he was first starting to do this kind of stuff when he was in Cleveland, it was really negative. Next thing you know, he's on the Reds, and it was just being like, "Oh, this guy's potential," but you know he's you, you don't want him on your team, you know, because you're thinking this negative stigma, and all of a sudden that he did so well this year, yeah. and people embraced it. But, Michael, all this stuff that Daniel was talking about, it's like a wrestler. You know what I mean? He's just, yeah, coming, he's you know, he's, he's just yep. working. Yep. He's working everybody. And, of course, because why would you not? You know, it's not, it's not just trolling. He's just trying to get his contract and get his money, and he should. You know, right. and, and I love it. It's like all just character and gimmick. And that I kind of embraced that, too, from Michael and I's wrestling background. Like, of yeah, course, exactly. it's not because why sit silent, you know? It's like if yeah. you ever watch a UFC you know, you see the guy like, hey, who do you want to fight next? And, you know, the guy the guy who goes, oh, I'll fight whoever they put in front of me. No, come on. You guys have a guy ready to <laughs> out. You know, if you want to make more money, which in the end, that's what you want to do. If you're a fighter, if you're a baseball player, you want to get paid too. It's not just, you know, you got to put it out there. And this is a big chance for him. And the Reds, I don't know if they're going to be able to keep him. No. But the other uh, thing besides money is – does a team want to bring an outspoken player like that in? There's yeah. going to be some teams and owners who are like, no, it's going to be a headache. Yeah, Obviously, that's a big, that's a big issue with him. Of, you know? Yeah, that's a big issue with him because when you look at the Angels, who yeah. are quote-unquote a front runner, yeah. they've never been a team that brings in a guy like that. Reggie yeah. Jackson back in the day, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you look at the Angels' track record – they don't like these guys who come in here and are outspoken. But they had a Jose Guillen in 2004 who was that guy, and he got cut. He he was like one of the top uh, offensive leaders on that team that year, and him being outspoken against Mike Sosa, they cut him. So the Angels have had that track record of like we don't want a guy who's going to be in the media, who's going to make a lot of noise. Yep. Uh, but this Bauer's definitely a guy that the Angels need. He's oh, a guy yeah. that any team needs. So do the Angels or any other team say, we can put all this aside and bring him just on talent alone? And he's he knows that. He well, knows the funny part is, too, is, okay, let's say he comes in. This is this only gimmick, this thing he's doing right now, or how, how he's 
going through social media only works if you're performing. And he's performing. He's performing. But the first chance that he's not, I, I, it might oh. it might get ugly. Like people, and you know how fans are. They're going to be like, you know, shut up and play or, you know, whatever. But as long as it's working right now, it, it's all good. I'm just worried about the, the back end of it because what's, yeah. what's the saying? Father time's undefeated. Um, yeah. You know what's going to happen then, but yeah, Johnny hit on the head where it's like everybody can use a power. Yeah. So it's it's going to be who wants to bring him in and who's willing to kind of. Uh, that's just you know Bauer being Bauer. Like you have Manny yeah. being Manny, and now you have a Bauer being Bauer kind of. Thing. Yeah. So do you do you see him as a one, two, or three pitcher? I see him on the Angels. He's a one. He's a one. I yeah. Think right. Very, right. Yeah. I think I think very few rosters will see him as like a two. Like if he's in New York, obviously he's a two behind Cole. If he's in um, LA, he's probably a two behind Bueller. Um, Houston, if Verlander's healthy, healthy he's a two behind Verlander. Right. But yeah, for the majority of all the other teams, uh, yeah, I definitely see him as a one. Um, yeah. On the Mets, he might be a three. Yeah, yeah Mets might be a three. Yeah. I mean, Syndergaard and, and, and DeGrom, especially right. after behind DeGrom for sure. So, um, he would still probably be the one of the best pitchers the Angels have had in, um, since, well, I don't know, since like Jared Weaver's like and, super and, prime. And Jared Weaver in his prime wasn't a guy that you would say this guy's great. He was always like under the radar yeah. nationally, as far as you look up and wow, he's won like 18, 19 games. You just it, it was a quiet eighteen games. So yeah, yeah. yeah the Angels haven't had a ace like that since Bartolo Colon. Cy Young, yep. yeah. Maybe, maybe Garrett Richards before he snapped his leg. You know, I yeah. mean. That was prom- That was like this guy showing that he can do something, but he never became yeah. that guy. Right. So. I think Garrett Richards' biggest thing too. He would have a a game where it showed that potential. Like, wow, this guy can be an ace, but he was never able to put um, three starts together or even yeah. like a full season together to have that Cy Young type year. You're right. That one year where he did he was um, that year. That year, that probably could have been the year, but the years yeah. leading up and the years afterwards, yeah. you have a game where it's like, dude, this guy's untouchable, and then. For whatever reason, it would uh, it wouldn't translate over to the next game or uh, a couple games after that. Yeah, that guy reminds me of Matt Shoemaker when he was with the Angels. Mm-hmm. Like I would see him doing great for like a month, and then something would happen, and I'm just like, right, oh. right. Or, yeah, like, he never caught on. Multiple times too. It's just like, yeah. oh, gosh. well, that, that's been the Angels' mo games that year. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. Angel, Angels would have these great starts, and all of a sudden they'd be on the DL. You know, it's right. like that. Oh, right. it's like the worst. Yeah, right. I see Kevin like we, we'd be walking to the game and uh, the the pitchers would get scratched and he'd be all bummed out even like before per first pitch. Yeah. <laughs> and then every single year, I get my frustration. You know, well, hey, we're all right, Angels off season. We're going to it. Yeah. Every single year, I feel like I have to say the same thing: get a pitcher, just get a good pitcher. And then I see they get Rendon or like something like, "Wow, well, can't you just buy an arm for once, please?" But they, yeah, but they, but they have, they have. When, when they, yeah. when they had Harvey and Lincecum and stuff yeah. like that, they just can't. Re- they they yeah, go out and get these guys, but yeah, it's like those the are the problem. people that they get. Yeah, they, that's been the problem. Yeah. They've been banking on they sign these guys on a one-year deal, and let's hope that they become what they used to be, or they're banking on promise. Do Tyler Skaggs? He passed away. I get it. I, I, you know, he was a close friend of the Halo Haven, us and all angels podcast, but we're always banking on him to turn that corner. We're banking on Heaney yeah, to yeah. reach that goal, that next level, the next level. Yeah. Now it's time. I think, and I think they know, dude, we can't bank on that now. Yeah. Let's go out and get somebody. So I really think this year they're going to try to go and get Bauer and maybe even a Strowman. 
Oh, that would be that'd be a nice pickup. I I like Marcus Stroman. I think yeah. they, he's great. He's always been solid. A good guy too. Wow. Yeah, he would be. A, he would be even even if they just get a Stroman and, and Bauer goes somewhere else. I think that's yeah. still kind of a win. Oh yeah. Um, those are definitely probably the top two pitching starting pitching names in the free agent market right now. So, um, you know, barring any trades, and, and it might be finally again it depends on what the GM who the new GM is and what yeah. their kind of philosophy is, yeah. but. Yeah. Um, it might be time to kind of part with some of these guys like a Jordan Adams, like a Jeremiah Jackson, like, and, 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 and might, and have to bring in a pitcher that isn't a free agent, but might have like two years, three years left on their deal and can, can help the team now and then just deal with it later. But um, they've been really reluctant to, to, to separate themselves from their prospects, which makes a lot of sense because when Epler came in from the DePoto area, that the, the minor league system was just decimated. Terrible. There wasn't, it was you know, terrible. you're talking about your top prospect at a time was like um, Taylor Ward Taylor and, Ward, and, Matt, and Dice. Matt Dice. And these guys are now just struggling to stay on a major league roster. They're not can yeah. really a real contributor in any way. So now we have a Joe and you, you hear great things about him. You have a Brandon coming up that you hope to hear great things about him when he makes it. You got uh, Reed Detmers, a pitcher out of Louisville that is drafted. A lot of people are really high on him. Rodriguez, Chris Rodriguez, same thing. So now hopefully you're able to get some kind of pitching in return if they decide to uh, part ways with some of those guys. Yeah, I think the last real prospect they traded was when they traded Newcomb for Simmons. Yeah, that was, yeah. And even now, look at that because uh, that deal. Yeah, Newcomb doesn't can't even break the, the, the major league roster right no, now. The playoff surprised. roster either. So I remember yeah. in IE, he, I was like, wow, this guy is a can't miss. Uh-huh. Next thing I know, I'm like, why are they doing this guy? Because I'm always like, he's mm-hmm. hard. I'm like, yeah. work out. But now, I mean, going to Simmons, you figure they're, that he's going to go somewhere else now. And, that right. Might, right. Yeah. and that's going to free up some money to get a pitcher. You know? right. right. Yeah. I got, a guy I didn't hear in that conversation is Griffin Canning. Yeah. Yeah. A, a kid that, I, you know, I think the Angels did a really good job with him, drafting him in the second round, yeah. um, had yeah. issues in high school with his shoulder, I believe. So he kind of slipped, but they're able to get him second round. Rested him his whole first year, Rest and then and then year. and then his second year, which I think you're probably going to see this with Reed next year is he's in he's in um, so, uh, not Salt Lake he's in Inland Empire for like three starts, bump him up. He's in Double A uh, for two starts, bump him up, and then finishes the season out in Salt Lake. Like you can see some kind of a movement with that with Reed next year. But yeah, uh, Canning again is you know we're talking about these pitchers, whether it be Strowman. Um, Bauer, you know, Cole, uh, Bueller, like these top end starters, these, all these guys are like 26, 27, 28, which is, you know, still is fairly young. But when we talk about the Angels rotation, we're talking about um, a Canning who's 22. We're talking about other young pitchers that are 21, 23. So Patrick Sandoval. Patrick Sandoval is like 21, uh, yeah. I think, or Bria is 21. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, these guys are still a couple years out from hitting that kind of stride. So, I mean, it might be hard now, but you fast forward three years when these guys are getting into that 26, 27 age range where you start seeing a lot of the pitchers flourish and kind of come into their own at that time. Yeah, and how, do, how does Otani fit into all this? I mean, he kind of disrupts that that pitching as well. <laughs> yeah, we talked to uh, – we had Mark Gubas on, on our podcast, what, last, our last podcast? Yeah, uh, two weeks ago, yeah. And uh, we uh, brought up the question about Otani. And, you know, I asked him um, – do the Angels rely on Otani being a top-end pitcher, or do they kind of look another direction and say, okay, this is the guy, we're going to give him another chance, but we're not relying 
on him being a top end rotation guy. Mm -hmm. And he pretty much said, you know, you let him do what he wants to do because if he can be what he was his rookie year in a bigger sample size, yeah. then that can immensely help the angels. But there's no way that Otani is a number one, two guy right now. Yeah. He wasn't even, he wasn't yeah. even talking about, he's not even like a three or a four. He's like a extra guy. So yeah. Yeah. they have to go out and this is Gooby talking, has to go out and, and this off season and, sign, trade, whatever, for the rotation as if he's not going to pitch. Right. Right. And then if he does give you, you know, let's just say in a full season, he gives you a, a 120 innings or whatever like that, then great. That's extra. That's something that you weren't planning on, but you still need to build a rotation with without him in mind just because of the injury, just because of the two-way nature of him not playing a full season. But, yeah, I think Otani will be continue to do two-way, but I don't think he's going to be a guy that's like – He's our ace. He's yeah. our number one. It's like, no, he's kind of going to have to be a, a, an extra guy that if he does great, he has number one stuff. But because of the injury history and, a, and the two-way, he's going to have to be like an extra extra piece, not a you know one, two, or three. He's just going to have to be off, kind of off to the side a little bit. And a pleasant surprise, probably the most pleasant surprise this year was Dylan Bundy. Oh, you know? definitely. Oh, no you know, we talked about like the Trevor Hills and the Matt Harveys. And I'm laughing because I'm like, of course you're going to sign like a Tehran and a Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And 
Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past. And the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. I'm about to do a one-year deal and I'm like, oh God, it's going to be the same thing as those guys. And Teron, obviously, he had a he had his own oh, stuff going on before he ever started. You know, I can almost call it a wash with all happened to him this season. You know, yeah. but Bundy, you know, he's probably earning himself a contract. 
You know, it's right. a good to have a veteran arm in there too. You know, yeah. right. He's got one more year arbitration, right? Yeah, yeah, it's arbitration but this year. Okay. I think that's a guy that if he, next year he wins you ten games, hey, bro, that's <laughs> dude, do it. That's, yeah. that's yeah. great. You're exactly. But he gives you innings. You know, that's the yeah. thing. Yeah, no doubt. As the Angels, you know. I think it was like in 2019 at points, like their bullpen was like the only thing you can count on, you know, oh, <laughs> man. And all of a sudden I'm just like, and then when that died down, it's like, great, they're done for, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So were you guys uh, glad or sad? The uh, angel season was only two months. I'm always sad just because yeah. I enjoy the just watching. Like, right. I understand you want your teams to do well. You understand you want your teams to perform well, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm always excited just to get home and watch the game. Right. Um, you know, for me, like, I, I don't have a whole lot of other, like, TV shows. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm, it's always, especially this season when everything was on the West Coast, I know I get home, uh, whatever, eat, take a shower, get ready, boom, 7 o'clock, game's on, and I'm good for the rest of the day. So I, I always enjoy that kind of, um, you know, uh, having that planned out my day, my night or whatever to it. So, uh, yeah, I was kind of disappointed. It was only two, two months, 60 games, but you know, I, I just enjoy watching it in, in general. That's why with the playoffs on, I'm, I'm always having it on regardless of who's playing or are the teams involved. Yeah. I'm, I'm with Dan and you know, my, my day revolves around go to work, come home, take a shower, grab a few beers, watch the game. And you know, as, bad as they were this year i was watching every single game right. and as bad as they were they <laughs> were this year again they were in it with the last three games left on the season yeah i mean just, the last week you know, they, they i mean granted it was like a long shot you had to have people lose and they had to win but something but yeah they still yeah exactly it still meant yeah. something and that's i guess as a fan regardless of what the record is if you're in it the last week of the season that's kind of what you what which you, all you can ask for luckily for me I'm probably just as big a Laker fan as I am an Angels fan. Nah, and this year, so he, had a, was, so he had a little uh, yeah, both. I was like, okay, yeah. I got the Lakers to watch after this. So next year, though, that might be a problem. But yeah. you know, but yeah, I was I was just happy to have baseball this year, though. You know, I would have loved for them to have had at least an 80 game season. That's 20 more games, just in maybe another month of baseball. But um, I, I, I was just I was happy that we got to watch real Major League Baseball this year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, how did you guys like the extra teams being in the playoffs? Did you want that to be a permanent thing? I like the extra teams. I don't know if we need that many teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. They need they need to figure out a way to incentivize winning the division right. since every team right. now right. plays on that wild card yeah. round. There's no real perk to winning your division, yeah. and I think they need to figure something out. Whether it's a couple buys or I don't know, something, some kind of an advantage it's to winning your division. They, 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 they need some kind of get, they'd be like, well, I think two teams in each conference get a buy at least. Right. I mean, they get more of it set that way. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah. They need to incentivize winning the division. Cause it just seemed like winning the division mm-hmm. didn't mean as much as before, as other years past. And I think um, they need to do something like that. They can tweak it. I like maybe adding maybe one each per um, league next year. Um, but yeah, I, I, they need something. They need to incentivize the, the division winners to, to to go out and win a division. You know, yeah. not just um, it makes a trade deadline uh, better because now teams are trying to make moves. You know, teams aren't holding 
pat and just be like, okay, well, we're not, we might not win a division, but we're still in the playoffs and we have just as much as an advantage of the next team. So um, I like the extended playoffs, but I think they do need to tweak it just a, a, a little bit here or there. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I agree. And in in a in a 162 game season with the wild card playoff format, you can have a, a team can have a terrible like they can lose every game for a month and yeah. still make yeah. that wild card, right? Mm-hmm. So if you the expand Nationals, it, what's the that? Nationals, the Nationals yeah. last year won, you know. Yeah, and you you, you can just get play. in on the last day and win yep. the World Series. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, and even this season, I talked to like a handful of guys. Um, some are fans of some of that people that actually work in baseball and said, hey, if the season was 10 games longer, uh, did the Angels make the playoffs? Because they're playing their part of their better baseball then. He's like, yeah, they, they would probably make the playoffs. So that shows like they had a terrible, terrible beginning, but they were still kind of in that um, playoff, you know, uh, in the hunt all the way in. And if the season's a little bit longer, they, they probably could make it in there. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. I, I know Kevin, you're probably running pretty close to having to leave. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, I, gotta, I gotta go, I get to work and scare some children and some families for Halloween. In <laughs> <laughs> possibly the scariest Halloween of all time. Oh, I mean, I'm going to make sure they stay six feet away from me. You know, you have to use a weapon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody's the walking dead, right? 2020 is yeah. more scary than what I'm about to be working on tonight. <laughs> right. Exactly. But thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, Michael, I'll see you on Tuesday. Hopefully, Daniel and Johnny, we can do this again. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes, Johnny, you know. Yeah, <laughs> about to talk about music, talk about sure. wrestling. We have oh, a bunch God. of topics now. Oh, we have oh, so, much, so much to talk about. I'm going to be a whole show potpourri. But thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. thanks, Kevin. All right. All right. So uh, thanks to Kevin Lyon for jumping on. Uh, we still have Johnny Mags and, and Daniel on. So, um, you know, we've we've actually kind of delved into, uh, you know, some of the Angels off season. So maybe we, right, uh, you yeah. know, so uh, maybe we should talk about some of the other um, things. I, I know that, um, you know, uh, Simba actually uh, opted out at the end of the year. Uh, tell me more about that. I, I didn't really understand. Uh, weird. How, yeah, it was weird. It was weird. It was how, weird. Did that, how did that all come about? Nothing really came out publicly as far as why. I mean, he had the, he, he put out a statement saying, you know, the PA has done a good job about giving us a option to play or not to play. So I'm exercising the right, blah, blah, blah. It almost felt like to me, and again, this is not confirmed, or I know totally for sure. Uh, speculate. Yeah, but it almost felt like the negotiations with the Angels probably weren't going where he wanted it to go. Felt like he did enough to kind of set his market for the offseason and didn't necessarily want to take a risk getting hurt or slumping for the last week and mm. maybe hurting his free agent value. So um, that's my kind of feel because right. the way certain things were worded, it was almost like a thank you, goodbye kind of stuff. So almost like you know, I'm going to go test the market. So I, I honestly think probably communications broke down at some point to get with them and the angel with him and the angels. And I think for the angels, you know, Simba did great for us. He did gave us like four, what four good seasons, but it, I think the angels can look at that trade and say, we won mm-hmm. and move that move on forward. Now that we have a guy like David Fletcher who can play shortstop you have a guy in uh, Franklin Barreto that they picked up. They can, you know, slide into that second base position. And they have a really good infield without Simba. And, you know, but the way he went out, 
definitely left yeah. us kind of scratching our head a little bit. And then some, and even some fans that we've talked to too, kind of put a bad taste in their mouth as far as um, they felt him quitting on the team. You know, just ride it out kind of deal. So. Um, yeah, it was weird. Some people liked it or some people understood it, I should say. Some people just did not like it at all and felt like he was quitting on the team. So, uh, yeah, it, it was definitely uh, a polarizing uh, action that, that Simmons had. Uh, I did this year before the end of the year. Yeah, I, and um, a guy that the, the actual uh, – the, the Angels lost, uh, Tommy LaStella. I love that guy. I think he he was yeah. like really good and really great for the Angels. I don't think that they 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 probably saw it when he came over to the Angels. Right. But, uh, when they lost him, they they lost a a, a little bit. Um, yeah. in right. him, and he played great. Um, you know, and that's an option too. He's a free agent at the end of this year. That's the main reason why they traded him was yeah. um, free agent at the end of the year. Um, get somebody for something and then if if everything works out and bring them back and play first or second base again uh, kind of like john was saying you have fledger playing short so i mean you could see him back in angels uniform i'm not sure what he wants as far as money and how that kind of fits into the whole angel budget but uh yeah the stella's it's funny we were talking about the one-year deal guys for pitching and like the kind of long shots but the long shots that epler took position player wise a lot of them panned out whether you're talking about a la stella or even a Brian Goodwin, um, Trevor, or, um, Dylan Bundy, Dylan Bundy, but yeah, position players also worked out. So, you know, he's one of those guys that just ended up being like, Hey, we just need to get him more at bats for him to develop the player he is. And I don't know if they feel comfortable doing that again, finding a, you know, not a no name, but finding a guy off the team's bench that this isn't getting enough at bats and then plugging them in and hopefully doing the same thing Lestella did. But, uh, yeah, he was a great signing for the angels. Uh, when they brought him over, or not even signing a trade for, I think it was like for cash. So it wasn't even for really for a player in general. But and yeah, he performed, got an all-star um, in, in 2019 and did really well. And it kind of sucks that 2019 season got cut short because of that uh, broken leg. Yeah. Freak accident. Yeah. But yeah, it was a great, great piece. Yeah. How did you guys feel about Rendon this year? Started off really slow. And, you know, that was due to injury. He missed that summer camp. And didn't really get any live at bats. Um, we talked to Red Bollinger, MLB.com beat writer for the Angels on our show. And he talked about how, you know, seeing real live action from another team makes a difference. He missed that summer camp. He missed those three games against the Dodgers and the Padres before the season started. Mm-hmm. Kind of got thrown in there. And he struggled. But he turned it around. And I wish he would have had – more of the season because <laughs> he would have he would have definitely produced but he produced at the end of the season yeah i think he he did exactly what you wanted him to do um after the initial struggles but definitely a piece in the lineup that is going to pay dividends for the angels for the next handful of years for sure so mm-hmm. um and defensively he, and, and, and defensively he's he's great too so definitely a, a top you know uh probably top 3 third baseman in the league right now so yeah. um it, it, it definitely will be a lot of fun to watch him throughout the years and hopefully uh, a whole season next year, him and Trout going back to back and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it was a good, I guess, if you're not going to get a call, I guess that's the next best thing to get. Uh, was it Rendon? Because some of the other pitchers you just weren't too sure about. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously Strasburg signed with the Nationals and he was injured almost the whole year. Um, Wheeler, I, I think, had a pretty good year, but he – publicly said he was never planning to come out west so i don't know how much the angels were really involved in that one 
and uh, Garrett Cole was the only one they really seemed to go out, go for seriously and miss out on. But, but Rendon that was ridiculous money. Yeah, but Rendon being being the next best guy, I think, uh, definitely helps out the team offensively. And if they can get a pitcher this year, it, it kind of brings everything full circle. Yeah. How, how did you think about Madden this year? Tough situation that everybody was putting put it put in. Yeah. Um, I just. The Angels had to go and get Joe Madden because he was available and you just don't let him get away. But I also didn't really understand why they signed Osmus to that contract and not give him another year mm-hmm. to kind of prove himself. Mm-hmm. But um, Joe was put in a situation where, you know, he didn't have a full spring training. Every, every team did. So it's kind of hard to make that excuse, but I understand it. But coming into his first full season with the Angels and, you know, kind of getting to know these guys, you didn't really get to know them that well. But I think he did a decent job because, like I said, they turned it around at the end of the season with three games left. They were still in it. So, you know, considering how bad they started, right. they turned it around. Yeah. When Joe got hired, I understood the move like Johnny was saying. I just – managers now in baseball aren't necessarily what they were, you know, back in the 90s and stuff like that, even the early 2000s. Um, as far as making moves, a lot of it's coming from upstairs and, and just the kind of analytic uh, part of the game. But – you know, Joe's still a good manager. I don't know if he's like one of these top five managers in baseball kind of thing, but um, it's going to be interesting to see how he's going to – it just seems like at the, by the end of the year, by the end of the 60 games, he was finally able to be like, okay, I know who I'm using out of the bullpen because that was the biggest question. Is He's using so many different guys in so many situations. It seemed like he finally was able to settle in on um, I'm using this guy in the seventh or this guy in the ninth, and, and, and it worked. So now going into the next season, let's see if that continues. But, yeah, I just think, you know, Joe's a great name. I just don't know how much more value he brings to winning a game compared to maybe, like, other managers. I think it's a great PR. I think it's great to get the fans in the stands if they were able to get into the stands. But, um, you know, I I still think he's a good manager. I just don't know if he's going to be, like, a – when you look back at a team, you know, he's the reason why they made the playoffs or he's the reason why – they win a World Series. I don't think he's that type of manager, but I still think he's able to make the right moves at the right time. Yeah, and he's he's won every place he's been with right. the Rays, so with the Cubs. Yeah, it might take a little bit of time. So, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. I just I just think um, he's also had great partnerships within those situations with the uppers, with um, you know the, the the player development and the scouts, yeah. and, and you know yeah. like Theo, obviously with Chicago. So. I think who they bring in next is going to have to do have to be a big part of that. It's not just Joe by himself. I think he needs a good partner in that uh, in the front office to, to uh, work with. Yeah, I I totally agree. And um, so let, let's uh, let's go back to the board. Um, let's talk about um, uh, you know attending games uh, next year. So um, in looking forward. I mean, I knew. Okay, so so this year, um, I, I I think uh, we had a, a guy that's on our show named uh, John Talwar, and uh, he was actually considering if the Braves would have got into the World Series, he was not going to take a plane, but he was going to drive 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 to Arlington and uh, and uh, be a part of that, and um, and he. 
you know, it's it's like that is a real dilemma, right? It's like right. with everything we know and everything. And but but if, <laughs> I I actually looked at uh, Global Life Fields, their policies. Trust me when I tell you that they're not adhering to those policies of yeah. <laughs> uh, social distancing and masks and stuff like that. Is it is. Um, and unfortunately, actually, when they uh, showed the Braves uh, uh, as what the the wild card play-ins, um, the uh, they actually had a, a, a section out back where everybody was just all huddled together, you know, and just, you know, it, it, I, I hate to say it as like, you know, I want this thing to go away because uh, I right, have been, right. um, you know, uh, without going into too much detail, I've been, th- th- I'm either in this room or in that room over there since <laughs> like, March. Get so cabin um, fever. Yeah, well, I mean, I love. Uh, I mean, I my my day job. I, I I work remote, so it's not a big deal for me. But um, I lost the ability. My girlfriend and I we travel around the country. That's how I get to go see all the baseball games, all the minor league teams. So um, that was obviously off the slate this year. Um, but um, I'm tr- and also my my girlfriend's immune com- compromised. So and okay. and we have older people in the house as well. So uh, we have to be a little bit more diligent than than others uh, when it comes to this. And I understand getting out and being you know all the, all the things that come with that. The biggest thing for me is like you know looking towards next year. You know uh, you know the flu season and the end of the year is getting colder and all this stuff. Um, I, I wish that, um, you know, I would feel better if, um, cause I, I, um, and, and Johnny, I don't know if you've watched any of this. Have you watched any of the uh, new Japan pro wrestling? Um, not the, uh, not the recent, you know, so, so we've been watching a lot lately. We would, it's kind of something we've got, uh, we've been watching to get through COVID. We actually have these little tournaments. Um, uh, we'll, we'll actually include you if you would like to be in there. It's actually pretty fun awesome. to watch. We'll stay up at, uh, late at night and watch the tournament. <laughs> But one of the things that, that Japan has been doing is they've been really super, super good about, you know, having a seat in between uh, the other spectators, um, adhering to mass. They also um, they've been encouraged not to cheer, uh, clapping only. They actually have a uh, an, and Major League Baseball did this, too, where they have uh, you can actually cheer and boo on your on an app. Oh and, yeah. Uh, so they've actually come up with ways and people are really on board. And then, you know, after uh, the, the events end, I mean, it was only like maybe a third capacity, but like, it looks now like it's maybe like two thirds and they've actually, they're getting back to it. Uh, but we've just kind of like, just gone like, Hey, just sit anywhere you want and do whatever you want. <laughs> and you know, wear the, wear the mask on your chin. And it's like, that's, those are the things that kind of make me uh, worry about the future. Uh, but they also, uh, after the event ends, they actually are very cordial about how, you know, the certain sections can only leave and, and they let the other people leave beforehand. I just don't think we'll get to that point. Uh, therefore, I mean, like, it, it does. It, it kind of uh, scares me a little bit um, as far as I, I don't want to jump back in. I, I would love to. In fact, um, we have an event. Uh, there's an event in Palm Springs. There's a California Winter League that is every year. And we go, we've gone there for the last five years and it's been really great. And uh, now they actually have major league baseball affiliation, uh, I think with the frontier league. And yeah, I, I, w- I want to go back and it's like, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to have to be the, uh, the hamster in the, in the big bubble, you know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> because I, I really would like to do it. I don't know what it's going to look like. Uh, wh- what's your guys thoughts? Yeah. Like going into 2021, you know, so me and my wife, we love going to baseball games. We also like going to Disneyland. And honestly, those are the two kind of the most, I don't know, confined areas for people in certain spots. Um, you know, it's just when, when everything does open or 
even if it's that you know percentage capacity or whatever i still might be a little hesitant just like i know when we go to baseball games with johnny myself and, and chris johnny and chris love walking around talking to people so like i don't know if we'll be able to do all that it might be one of those yeah. things where the only time i'm really probably gonna feel comfortable going to a game is like okay we'll go to the game find our seats boom that's it like don't really get up unless you absolutely have to maybe get up once to get food and a drink. Okay. And that's it. But I don't, I don't see us as a group really going around making the rounds like we used to yeah. at least, at least not right away. Cause I think that's still something that is kind of like, uh, you know, that seems kind of not the smartest thing to do right now. Yeah. And that's what we love to do is like, especially before the game, Go out, shake hands, kiss babies. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but, yeah, yeah. You know, we we like to we do giveaways. We make buttons. I don't know if you guys follow us on our Instagram. Yep. We like to do button giveaways. Uh, we're crafty guys, so we do a lot of cool stuff. But we like to give back to the people that you know listen to our show, follow us on Instagram, and we we love to shake hands. We get a lot of hugs. We get a lot of high fives. It's gonna be weird, kind of to go here, elbow me. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely yeah. going to be different. I think if we kind of get to some normalcy and we get to go to games, definitely going to wear a mask, definitely going to try to sit and stay far away or at least six feet away from people. Um, but that's what normal everyday life now. You know, I've been going to work pretty much. I've been essential, I guess, since <laughs> this all started. Um, but yeah, like masks are just the thing now, and stay kind away. Kind of do it, do it by second by second nature. Now, by now, it, it's yeah. something that I have one in my car. I have one in you know in my locker at work. I have one right in your back pocket and, and my in my golf bag. You know, like I have them all kind of spread out everywhere. Right. Um, going to a baseball game, like I said, I, you know, I can see us. Being, okay, we're gonna sit here and we're not moving, and we're not moving to the, until yeah. the you know the game's over or yeah. stuff like that. I think that's probably yeah. the the thing i would do but yeah it's it just you you, you kind of mentioned it too like on the games that you're watching on tv it seems like there's a big cluster of people in certain areas especially like those foul ball home run kind of areas where the you know uh where the ball flies more often but you know i just uh, yeah it, it kind of yeah. it's kind of makes me feel kind of weird seeing it all go on uh right now just kind of weird that you know we're in california and no one's in any kind of uh park whether it's uh, Disneyland or football stadiums, but you, you, you turn on the TV and there's uh, Texas, uh, they're in Arlington with that, or even you know college football going around, and it seems like oh yeah, they say they're yeah, at yeah, yeah. they say they're at twenty five percent, and then they show like a wide view of the stadium, and you're thinking to yourself, there's no way that's twenty five percent of what's going on. So right, yeah, right, it's kind of interesting to see how all that plays out, and and you know we're, we always have a trip planned out for spring training, so. As of right now, we're still going to plan it and then kind of see what happens. But, you know, hopefully uh, by March, something good comes out of, you know, with a vaccine or something like that and able to somewhat kind of normal. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Um, and uh, and the, <laughs> but the way that it's been going, like, I mean, uh, one of my one of my thing I said in March was I'll assess this in October. Well, here it is. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, it's gotten worse. Yeah, yeah so it's like, yeah. So and then now I'm just like, OK, well, I'll assess it in March. And if it's the same thing, I mean, like, uh, I'd be stupid to, to say, like, you know, oh, I'm going to put myself at risk come Go home and, and, yeah. and give my uh, immune compromised uh, yeah, family. Yeah. Um, right. and th- 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 how selfish, right? Yeah. So, and we were there, um, we were there in March just before the shutdown. 
And we were in the left field in Tempe, shoulder to shoulder with everybody. Oh, yeah. If, if you've if you ever seen, if you ever seen Tempe Stadium, the left field is like a grass hill for the most yeah. part. Yeah. First come, first serve. Yep. We and, this is, just, and this is a Saturday game, so obviously it's oh packed. And we gosh. were on top of people. And now, look, I think that's the funniest part, too. Now, looking back at it, and even if you like, I watch like a movie, and the movie can be from like 2015 before any of this even was even thought of. Yeah. And there are certain scenes where like everyone's like packed onto each other. I'm like, that just seems so weird now. Like, especially that, you know, literally three days after that game, they shut down the state, they they shut, shut down. everything down. Yeah. And we were just with everybody, yeah. like yeah. just right there, shoulder to shoulder, coughing, you know, cheering, yelling, yelling. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. So it's wild. It's wild. Yeah, my my girlfriend, um, she actually has a, a fibromyalgia nonprofit, and so she goes to Washington mm-hmm. D.C. and actually like advocates, you know, for uh, yeah. higher uh, uh, percentages of, of money to go to uh, the re- fibromyalgia research. So she she's very diligent about that, and uh, she was actually in Washington D.C. Now get this, so if she got there in the morning, uh, they actually shut down. Uh, those offices at noon. So they've, it's never been the same since. So she was actually in the building when they shut it down wow. uh, saying like, get out of here basically. Well, that's like so freaky too, because like at the time there's no information and all of a sudden everyone's yeah. just telling you leave, like leave for what? Like, and then being in the, in the, in the area like Washington where it's like all the, you know, yeah. political, you know, higher ups are there. Are we under attack? Are we, like, oh, I can't imagine like the, the nerves and just kind of the anxiety that probably goes along with something like that. Well, she's already has high anxiety. So you can imagine. Yeah. And then oh, like, she always has trouble flying. Um, and now like flying, what we know about oh. it is like, you know, she's, you know, she basically mm-hmm. like she quarantined when she came home before like any, anybody even knew what cor- quarantining was, right. you right. know? So she was just like, you know, basically, you know, you never know. It's like, that's the whole thing. We don't know. And, and uh, so, uh, but uh, it's, it's, it's such a hard call. And, and it's like, yeah, I yeah. said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to die. I'm not, I'm also not going to get sick. Like, That's I don't want the flu. Yeah, if if, if it's a flu, I don't want to get the yeah. flu. I'll, yeah. I'll stay home and, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll like all your stuff on, on social media. <laughs> Trust me. I'll retweet it. Trust me. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, I just, I, I just can't do it at this time. And, yeah. and, uh, so it's a lot's going to have to change in the, in the next, what, six months, five months. Yeah. So it's yeah. be quick before here, before you know it too. Yeah, yeah. for real. And, um, so that is the show that we had for you today. Uh, let me actually go to this. Um, uh, uh, please, uh, you know, thank you for joining today. This is our first foray into this. This has been a, a blast. Uh, thank you. Please like, and subscribe. Uh, we have all of our social media right here. Um, definitely please tell a friend and, uh, we'll, we'll try to do this every weekend. Uh, this is the beer baseball hoppy hour. And, um, so please tell me more of where we can find Halo Haven and the, the all angels podcast. Uh, all angels podcast, pretty much anywhere where you can hear your podcast. Um, uh, Apple, iTunes, Google, Spotify, Spotify iHeartRadio. We're part of the Armchair Media Network. Uh, you could find us on our social medias at Halo underscore Haven. That's on Instagram and Twitter and our email. Uh, all angels podcast at gmail.com. So uh, if you follow us on our social media, we'll, we'll post when, we, when we're doing a podcast, especially now during the off season when we get together and then we'll ask for questions and we'll, and the, I guess the easiest way to, to get a hold of us through there and uh, 
you know, put in your question is through the email at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And um, as of right now, the podcast, we are just dropped an episode today, Saturday morning. It's with the AL Rookie of the Month of the, for the month of September, Jared Walsh. So that's out now. Um, you know, you can always go back into our, our archives. We have interviews with uh, Mark Gubazad, the um, analyst for Fox Sports West, um, and just other, you know, we, we've done other things, uh, uh, interviews with other players throughout the season. So you can always go back and, and listen to those. But, yeah, definitely uh, check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts. And Spotify are probably the two easiest ways yeah. to uh, find us. And if you are on the iOS Apple Podcast, please uh, rate and review um, the podcast. And it kind of helps us um, be easier to find. Uh, through the iOS system. So leave a review, rate, um, you know, takes two minutes, uh, no time at all. So that's definitely uh, the easiest way to find the podcast. No doubt. Definitely, definitely. And it, it's been a blast. And, you know, I, I knew this was going to be good, but uh, this has been way better yeah, than I fun. even expected. So thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, you can actually see us uh, is the Beer Baseball Blogcast. It is 6 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Uh, on YouTube, uh, all the platforms you see here, with the exception of Instagram. Hopefully, one day Instagram will let us yeah. uh, stream live. Uh, but you can catch us. Uh, we're trying to build our YouTube, so please go and uh, like, subscribe, turn on notifications. Uh, but we'll be there on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific Daylight Time. Angelo Trinidad, Kevin Lyon, and myself, uh, we have a, a great spirited uh, discussion. We talk about this day in baseball. We uh, open up uh, baseball card packs. Uh, we do trivia oh. and we also do uh, uh different types yeah. of things. yeah 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 watch. <laughs> yeah so a total fun but um we're here on the weekends uh we're gonna try to make this a regular thing so thanks for hanging out guys and uh we will not see you at the brewery we will not see you at the ballpark but we'll see you on tuesday and uh saturdays uh maybe sundays here uh every week so take care and we really enjoy thanks so much bye-bye our partners at Manscaped are forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology that helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor that powers a 360-degree rotor dual-blade system. Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience and is waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts for up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled out your nose hair with your fingers? That might hurt worse than nicking your balls. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to delivering maximum comfort while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's right. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. You might not be able to get to the game at all this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. 
You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. What's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we're back. Thank you again for uh, all our sponsors, Manscaped, Bet Online, for continually helping us uh, make this better and, and broadcast it out to everyone out there. But uh, I hope you enjoyed that that portion of the Hoppy Hour. Again, they do it every weekend, Saturday or Sunday, but. The best way to to watch it is definitely go to their pages, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Twitter, but they will be all uh, posted and it will be streaming there. So definitely check out uh, Beer Baseball Blog and I will have their at you know, information in the description of this podcast if you don't know it. But um, those guys are really awesome with us uh, and always enjoy jumping on with them. So hopefully um, you enjoy it too and you can be another viewer slash listener to them uh, because they do a, a really great job. And, you know, with what they do is not only audio, but is a visual. They do a, they put a lot into the visual aspect of it. And on the podcast, you obviously you can't see it. But um, when you watch it on YouTube, you, you see the visual part of it. And they put a lot of work into it. So definitely check it out there. Um, again, they're always great with us. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed it. As far as the All Angels podcast, we will be back um, hopefully next week. We're trying to work on some things. If not, we'll be back definitely the week after that. Uh, spending a lot of plays here for the offseason, trying to keep you guys entertained. So we will not be gone that long. If it's not this week, it's definitely next week. But I hope you enjoy it. Uh, follow us on Halo underscore Haven on Twitter and on Instagram. If you don't already, that's where you'll get the updates as far as when the next podcast will be posted. And not only that... Um, we always try to post great content up there. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about the podcast or anything in general, we're always looking to try to improve this for you guys, the fans. Um, you can always reach out to us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Um, again, this is the off season, so we're trying to work things out, how to make try to make this better. So if you have any kind of feedback on how we can do that, please send it in. We're always open to... Um, fan interaction and fan 
fans trying to make it better because at the end of the day, we're doing this for you guys and, and all the Angel fans out there. So until next time, I am Down Garcia, and you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. Thank you.